0: This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 236, 10 Things I Learned from My Second Marathon, part one, by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator. Welcome back to another Monday episode of Optimal Health Daily. This is where I read to you from some of the best health and fitness blogs on the web. Today, I'll be reading a longer article from Zen Habits, a regular contributor to the show. I'll read the first half today and then the rest tomorrow. I'm gonna spare you an inspirational quote today because Leo in this post actually incorporates one. So let's jump right into part one and start optimizing your life. 10 things I learned from my second marathon, part one, by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. Quote, the marathon can humble you, Bill Rogers. Do you know that you guys were in my head for almost my entire marathon on Sunday? I thought about you guys, your encouragement, what I would say to you about my marathon, not wanting to report back that I had failed. You helped me get to the finish line and for that, I am again indebted to you all. And it was a success. Not only did I finish and run a relaxed race, well, until the last few miles, and have a great time, I improved on my first marathon time by nearly 50 minutes. I was extremely happy with my race, both in terms of enjoyment and performance. Summary of my first marathon. I ran it only a year after getting into running and was probably ill-prepared. I started out at a pace that was too fast. I ran out of gas by mile 18 and I cramped up after mile 20. I had an extremely hard and grueling time finishing and came in about an hour slower than I had hoped at about five hours and three minutes. It wasn't the most enjoyable first marathon, at least the eight miles weren't, but I finished and I was proud of it. This time, I was better prepared. I had lower expectations and just went out to do it for fun. I ran a more relaxed pace and ended up doing much, much better than I expected. I came in at four hours and 14 minutes, not a fast race by any experienced runner standards I know, but an excellent time for me. I was just hoping to break five hours, And if I came in at 4 hours and 30 minutes, I'd be thrilled. I had planned to run a 10-minute mile pace, a very relaxed and easy pace for me. But I ended up going at about 9 minutes and 30 seconds in the beginning. I still seemed very relaxed, and I had a few other runners going at that pace, so we stuck together. I was feeling very good at the halfway point, so I kept up the pace. In fact, even at mile 20, I was feeling strong at that pace, and it wasn't until the final 5K that I felt like slowing down or walking. Those last three miles were tough, but I pushed myself to finish strong. I kept up my pace between a nine minute, 30 second and 10 minute mile, and actually passed a bunch of runners at the end. I didn't worry about competitiveness this time, but those runners were struggling, understandably. The final mile, I did it under nine minutes, so I was very proud of that. Of course, I nearly collapsed at the end, and had to pour water over my head and nearly strip naked to keep from overheating and had to lie down for a while when I got really dizzy. But it was worth it because I did my best. A note on the Guam Marathon. It gets very hot and humid in Guam after 7 a.m., especially if you've been running for a few hours already. So we start at 4 a.m. If you're a slower runner and come in after four hours like me, you're at a huge disadvantage because by then, the sun is beating you down and you lose fluids rapidly, and you're at a huge risk of heat exhaustion or heat stroke. That happened to me in my first marathon, and it started to happen this time too, but I got a little lucky because for about 30 minutes, there was a light rain and overcast skies. I can't wait to run a marathon in a cooler climate. And now I thought I'd share some of the things I learned this marathon. One, running experience matters a lot. One of the biggest differences from my very tough first marathon and this more successful second marathon is that this time I've been running for more than two years and at that time I've been running for about a year. The difference is that my body is more adapted to running higher mileage and longer distances and I had a much easier time. When I started training for my first marathon, I hadn't run anything more than a 10K in my life and so each of my long runs were very difficult for me. This time, my long runs were a bit tough, only because I hadn't run long in a while, but still enjoyable. Another point to make. I have two friends in their 50s who ran their first marathon a couple years ago, but had been running competitively for years. They each did their first marathon in well under three hours and 30 minutes, and it wasn't easy. They were obviously better prepared for doing a marathon than I was the first time. I expect to get better as I continue to do marathons. Two, pacing. Is huge. The next biggest factor is going at the right pace for the first half of the marathon, a time when you feel great and can easily run faster than you should. It's difficult to know what pace you should run, as you run shorter races at a much faster pace. There are online calculators that will tell you your marathon pace if you enter the pace for shorter races, but I found that for me, their estimates are too fast. I found that out my first marathon, when my 8 hour and 30 minute pace for the first half exhausted my energy stores, and I ran the second half on fumes. This time, I ran a much more relaxed pace and ended up being able to hold that the entire race. Three, hear that on tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part one of the post titled, 10 Things I Learned from My Second Marathon, part one, by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. What I particularly like about Leo's post is that we can apply any of what he's saying to virtually anything new that we try. So even if you're not a marathon runner or have no intention of doing a marathon at any point in your life, that's totally fine because if you keep listening, you can pick little bits and pieces, little nuggets that you could apply to really anything else in your life that you're willing to try because it's all about learning about yourself. When you do something for the first time, you're gonna get all this wonderful data about how your body and how your mind respond to that particular activity or that particular challenge. And then, should you decide you wanna try it again, you have all of this wonderful data to go off of. For me, I've actually come into the habit of making notes after I try something significantly challenging for the first time. So as soon as I can, right after that particular event or that challenge that I put myself up to, I start to jot down notes. I basically start by writing whatever comes to mind at first and then eventually it gets funneled down into things I could learn for the next time around, specific ways my body responded, specific thoughts that I had, etc. And then before I do that challenge again, I now have some data to go off of. I like this because my memory is particularly short when it comes to these sorts of things and so I found that looking back at these kinds of notes is so, so helpful so it may be something you're willing to try. Now before I go, just a quick reminder that we give away books to random people on our mailing list every month. Plus, you'll get some helpful spreadsheet tools from us, and it's a nice way to show your support for our shows. It's all free, just come by oldpodcast.com and enter your email address. You'll get the spreadsheets right away, and you'll be in all of our raffles automatically. That's it for today's episode. I hope you have a wonderful Monday. I'll see you on tomorrow's show where we'll continue this post from Leo Babauta, and where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism,